1: We are here, Ricey and Reavers, to take back every bad thing we've ever said about Miguel Sanoa. I don't know after, why you've uh, had
0: a problem with him, Pat. After
1: Tuesday night, I don't know how it <laughs> happened that uh, that I was down on him uh, a little bit there. Uh, I looked up the numbers today, by the way. I ended up writing something. We're doing this package in the Thursday to Star Tribune to about what's wrong with the twins at the quarter pole, and uh, I think it's... Uh, there's many options, but uh, <laughs> my target was Miguel, and then he hit three home runs. Right, so uh, <laughs> just your luck. But I talked to somebody yesterday, a real good hitting guy. Yesterday morning, I'm talking to him, and basically he says, for two weeks they got to convince Miguel to give him center to, to forget about the inside pitch, and uh, think center field. Try sure. to hit everything yep. to center. Try to change that sing, swing plane. Because he's got this big loopy thing. Now you know he's by ha- putting the bat up high like he does. He's looping the. He's looping to the ball. You mm-hmm. can you know we can tell that with the Fair Bowl Lakers. He's right. looping to the ball. So you got to hit it instead of being on plane. You got to hit it you got to be damn lucky to hit it when you're in a loop, right? Right. I mean, when you're on Because you
0: reduce your fraction from (laughs) from this to about this. Yes,
1: that's right. So he's got this loop. Get the bat down on his shoulder, down there, right behind his shoulder instead of up here. But the other thing he was saying, give me center field. Tell him, please, Miguel, give me center field for two weeks. Make that your target. Forget the second deck in left field, which is now your target. And when you're a little late... You'll hit it in the right field bleachers, you know, because you're strong enough. Mm -hmm. And when you're a little early or they throw you a breaking ball, your swing will already be there and you'll be hitting home runs to left field. You'll be hit your home runs to left field. You
0: know what I would do, Pat? I would show him on loop every day the home run he hit Saturday against Oakland where it almost hit his hands Yeah, and and he still still went uh, went over the right field wall. again. that one
1: was an accident. That had nothing to do with... For sure. That had nothing to do with with hitting intellect but, but it what shows seeing, you how strong you are uh,
0: yeah it'll say miguel see this is why you don't need to try to pull it 700 feet <laughs> yes that's, that's how strong you are
1: so but anyway this conversation i had he could have wiretapped it when you watched it. Mean, oh he yeah could've, he could have <laughs> been listening when you see what he did last night and you just gotta hope they didn't look like accidents you know they look like he had a plan, right?
0: The the at-bat against Lynn when he hit it to center field made me go, whoa, wait yeah. a minute. That's a professional and, at-bat and, right and there. The,
1: and the little cutter inside, he kind of took a nice swing at it instead of jumping mm-hmm. out of the, yep. you know, and followed it back. He got on it and that was a I When I first saw it, I was in the game at that time. I thought he fisted it as a way, but but when I saw it, no, he hit the hell out of it. Oh, it was yeah. a screaming liner. And then... uh and then the run one to right field. I mean, he's 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 one of the brutes that can hit the ball the right field and in right center field at target field and get it out mm-hmm. as a right handed hitter. Not many of them can. And uh so man, if, if he just do it, but uh you know, he just I I don't I think is he doesn't have any discipline as a hitter and he doesn't have much discipline in his life, I think. But (laughs) he just can't take it to the next day, you know. He he just can't make it, you know. Now, you look back at 19, he was pretty damn good in July, August, and September. Mm -hmm. And this guy was telling me that Rousen, basically Rousen's strategy was rather than beat on a guy and say, uh... You know, you got to change this. You got to change this. You got to try to hit here. He'd say, "Okay, where do you want to hit the ball?" You know, where you try to hit the ball, and then he'd then he'd say, "Okay, let's figure out how you can hit the ball there." You know, like mm-hmm. pulling it, uh, pulling everything. And the idea was that after a week or ten days, the guy'd say, well, "I can't hit the ball there," and right. then he then he then he'd be more susceptible to saying. Okay. I should hit it this way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he he was of the belief that the hitters had to convince themselves. Okay, okay. which isn't a bad idea, I don't think. And uh, but
0: there are certain guys who are equipped to make that decision, correct? Yes,
1: yes. yes. <laughs> well, and I think he, if you look at that second half of 2019, you'd take that all day long. Oh heavens! 22 yes, 22 home runs and 71 games, and uh, you know, I you. Here's the thing about 2019. We had they hit three 307 homer. We had no appreciation for the fact 90 percent of them had their best year they're ever going to have. <laughs> right, that was the problem. Yes, Kepler. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Best he'll ever be. Yep. Garver, way best he'll ever be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it wasn't the atomic baseball. Completely, it helped that uh, nuclear baseball helped, but uh, you know Polanco All-Star shortstop, right? Mm-hmm. 2019, uh
0: for mostly hitting.
1: Yeah, mostly hitting. <laughs> yes, yes. But you know, you got we uh, we always judge. As I said this a couple of weeks ago, we have this tendency to judge guys by their best year and say, well, this this will be a really good club. If only
0: they all have their if career only, years. Only yeah. they
1: repeat 2019, and then you then you start saying, but they can't. Right. It's <laughs> that, that's quick. it. That's like you know we all have our best year of doing something, right? Mm-hmm. Don't we? And uh, they, you know, it's 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 hard. That's for sure. But, uh, I mean, it was a, a nice lift for a team that was a corpse. Man. Right. Oh, God.
0: Uh, reason number one million and one, why we always need Ozzie Gian to be involved in Major League Baseball, by yes, the way. Yes, Did you see the tweet? Guppies. I, he says, after the Monday night game, Piranhas no more, they are now the Guppies.
1: <laughs> he does their post-game post show.
0: Oh, I thought he was working for MLB Network.
1: I th- I think. Well, oh, maybe but maybe he's, he's doing, doing that, both. Maybe he's doing. But both. I think he's doing the White Sox post game show. Oh, with, fantastic! Um, with somebody else, who else? Another goofball too. They um, they're doing this post game show. I think he's doing that. But okay. Maybe I'm wrong.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. I
1: haven't seen him yet on MLB Network.
0: Well, not MLB. It's the uh, the. It's. I'm thinking the Fox, of the po- Fox. In, uh, F-S1? Yeah, no, yeah well, That's that. what I'm thinking of. Yep.
1: Which one's Pedro do?
0: He was doing well because he was part of the Fox postseason uh, studio yeah. crew. Yeah, pa-
1: Pedro's great. Oh yeah, he's Pedro yeah he is. Terrific. is. And uh, so yesterday, uh, Tom Rinaldi, you remember him? Oh yeah. At ESPN, is now at Fox Sports, some entity of Fox Sports. Okay. And they're doing these long form podcasts, and I he might I mean this is. I, and like four or five parters on historical type events cool but not you know they're, they're trying to do the stories that aren't the most talked about most famous and they're doing one on lyman bostock being murdered oh so i had uh so I, he had me on yes because he saw i in 88 i did a 100 inch piece on on the 10th anniversary and Talk to the uncles, talk to the mom, talk to the, you know, people who were in the talk to the uncle who was driving the car and a uh, great guy and uh, and so A first of all, they sent me a microphone to set up. Did you see that picture? Not it does only, look like sex toys with yes. that little feathery thing. It looks like uh it, it, I don't know that's the that's the cover for the microphone but it does look a little provocative. Let
0: me uh, just put it to you this way. After I retweeted it with that um saying, we had some sport with that on the Garage Logic podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and I was saying, "Hey, once I get this together I'm in good shape." And then at the end, she said, uh, "FedEx, uh, put it back in that box, and there's a there's a thing on there, and ship it back." Which is okay. I don't want the damn thing anyway, because I, you know, I'd have to leave it sitting in the corner because I couldn't disassemble it and then have to put it back together again. Right. You should have. There was three of them on Zoom with me mm. saying, "No, no, now you take that piece." You're trying to explain to me what went next, okay. you know. Anyway, but. I was looking up what, and I'd written something about him again in in 2014 or something, you know, just uh, going back. And I had in there, you know, Lyman, one of the great talkers of all time. And I, and I had in there, I can see Lyman on a panel with Pedro Martinez talking <laughs> baseball. That'd be fantastic because Lyman was... Uh, he was, he was a was quote. A, oh God, was he? A, he was my favorite all timer he wouldn't, you know, to the point he agitated Rodney because Rodney was moody, you know, sure, very moody. I got along with him, but there were days that you know Rodney was one of those rare people who got grumpier when he was having success. You know, <laughs> you know when he was was like, that his way to get himself was, motivated? I, I don't know. When he was hitting four hundred, he was. Damn near, I mean, SI and Time Magazine, they'd come in, they'd, yeah. they'd be okay, but but uh, he he could see villains, you know, I think maybe to, you know, he didn't want to get overconfident or something. Okay. But, uh, but there'd be days when he'd blow off the media, so we'd all go over and see Lyman and be there for 15 minutes here and, you know, <laughs> scribbling like crazy because he had comments on everything that ever lived and everything that went on and— uh, You know, I covered him for his whole time with the Twins, 75, 6, and 7, and if he was in the game, there probably weren't more than about 20 of them in three years that didn't have a quote from Lyman about something, you know, because he was so damn easy. and. To, to quote but uh, I, I was surprised that I, uh, I had that uh, I, I didn't I obviously didn't remember having written that but Lyman and uh, Pedro would have been uh, fantastic that's so
0: for sure. you, you mentioned Rodney and <clears throat> last night in the broadcast uh, Bramer told a great story about just how different or and I don't I don't know if it was from him or if he was telling this from the point of somebody else but how different the game is Today than it was back then, mm-hmm. and it was Rodney and I forget the other player that were Rodney was on first and I for, or second and I forget who the player was on first, and he says here's the difference in today's game. Rodney and player B double stole first and second to second and third, and then they each ended up stealing home.
1: Yeah, that had to be sixty nine then when he had all his steals at home.
0: Guess who was at the plate. Harmon.
1: Uh, yeah, that wasn't a good idea. <laughs>
0: but, but he's uh, just saying, they both stole home successfully, but he says, there's no chance in today's game you you attempt to no, steal. No, I with, haven't with, seen him. Yeah. I
1: haven't seen a home steal. All the steals at home now are when a guy throws, they throw it on a second and the ball goes. Yeah, they, yeah,
0: yeah exactly. Yeah.
1: But as far as straight steal, no. Rodney straight stole seven times in 69 with Martin <sighs> as wow. his manager. It, well, but, yeah,
0: he did mention that it was the year that Billy Martin was the manager. Yeah, Yeah.
1: <laughs> but... Um, uh, I I get all this stuff, but what would can you imagine what Rodney would hit in the shift era? Well, they wouldn't shift him, you <laughs> dummies. You think you think? Oh, Rodney's a left-handed hitter. He's coming up. Let's put let's everybody put four on, guys on let's that put side. Every guy on that side, and, and he'd leave, look and go, what? leave this whole side. That's it's you, you know let's let's lose use some logic here. They if they were doing today. What they did now, and they found out he had a lot of if he hit a ground a lot of ground balls. Well, he they'd, hit they'd the play right him straight side. Up. I mean, he hit yeah. a lot of he hit the ball to the left field more, than he hit it to the right field. But the third baseman would play sixty feet from home plate. Then everybody else would play over there. But right. they'd have they'd take the bunt away from him for sure. You can't give Rodney the bunt for a guys. Greatest greatest drag bunner of all time.
0: And that's you know. the one gripe I've I've continued to have with Kepler because they'll show how. Exaggerated that yeah. shift is against him. I'm saying, Max, you know, there is nobody standing here.
1: This kid from when they did they, they played Tampa already, right? Did they play Tampa? No. I don't think okay. so. Okay. okay. Who's I thought it was against them? The low guy that plays for Tampa. Maybe I was just watching a game. And,
0: the sec- second baseman, right?
1: Yeah. Yep. And he's a good hitter and he can hit home runs. He took two of them in one day. I watched they, they ran over and he just went like that and he just, you know, Twelve feet from the line, nobody can throw. Him so,
0: out. help me understand: Is it just he doesn't know how to hit it to the opposite field, or is it sure. stubbornness?
1: I no, as far as Bunny am talking about. But oh, okay. I don't think they want him to.
0: Even when yeah. there's nobody funny, over yeah, there.
1: I, I mean, if you need one run, you know, in the eighth inning to lead off, but I think they want these guys to take their swings. You know, I I, I don't get it, but uh, you know. I mean, I don't want Nelson Cruz coming up and bunting, but uh, but
0: Nelson Cruz can hit it to the opposite but, yeah, field. Yeah,
1: Kepler. Yeah, Kepler is there's there's no reason for a guy like Kepler when he's leading off not to steal a couple, at least a few bun hits and a few other hits that way. I here. just don't get because it because that you know a lot of times you know it used to be okay. Well, shift not as dramatically as they do now, but then you get inside pitches. They'll shift now and still throw the ball away. You know, it's still mm-hmm. out. You can still go out there and hit it to the left. They're not. They're. They're not that perfectionist that they can, uh, that they can throw everything in or But a lot of guys, I've seen some clubs that, uh, that will take that hit, and I think Tampa is real good. Oh yeah, I've there seen they are. Tampa do it. They're good at it. So anyway,
0: that was. So it's uh, an organizational philosophy more than the the, the yeah, hitter. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know.
1: I don't think there's any. I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen that much batting practice this year. They don't do it that much, but I haven't seen a bunting practice. Boy, you know? and
0: I'll tell you what, we were talking about this a little bit before we started, and I don't know what – I know uh, Kirilov is on his rehab where he's going to try to give it a go tonight in St. Paul, but boy, Pat, I love this Larnick swing. Yeah. He's got a nice swing.
1: Yeah, he uh, – when he gets starts producing, he'll be pretty – once he gets a little – he's a – I heard Smalley say it last night, and he's right. He said – those two guys, you know Kirilov, Warnick, and then he mentioned I think the Vaughn kid from, uh, from. He said, "They know they can hit." He said, "When you, when you, they're rookies. They're, they're they come up they're with they're a little confidence, yeah. But they know deep in their heart they can hit, yeah. And that's there's a lot of rookies who come up who don't know they can hit. You think Kyle Garlick knows he can hit? No, <laughs> no, no. Well, why is he playing every day? By the way.
0: I don't, what are their he options? The right-handers.
1: Well, they got to have some outfielder, don't they? You got are you them, but... are you clamoring for more Jake Cave? Well, he's got a he's out sixty-day DL. Oh, so I did. I, dis, I must uh, have he missed that. something to his back. He did some very astute move by him. But uh, <laughs> so who do they got? They got garlic Kepler, Ryzen left, and uh, they got one other out. Then Larnick. That's I guess yeah. they do only have four outfielders. So. Yeah. If you're not gonna play, uh, if you're not gonna play, winey can write. You gotta play garlic, I guess.
0: I would have loved to have put a little truth serum last night into Josh Donaldson when they intentionally walked Arise to get to him.
1: Oh yeah, because <laughs> Josh
0: seems a little fiery, which I what? love. By the you way, you know
1: what? I'm watching the game and said, "Tony, you crafty old sob. I would have done the same thing." Yeah, against a right-handed pitcher, right?
0: Because Arise is gonna, you know, yeah, dump yeah, it into left in center. There. Yeah, yep. yeah. I mean,
1: Tony doesn't. Tony's a miserable, lout, egomaniac, but he's playing these guys unbelievable on this. Yeah, we, you know, on, on the urminator hitting the home run, it's, uh, you know, he's just playing them. He's in a, I have I haven't, we're doing this in the middle of the game, but my prediction is, Miguel's getting buzzed at some point. Today. You think so? Oh, with 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 this guy? Yeah. This guy loves to have hitters get hit and then I think his whole deal was yeah, yeah, we there's unwritten rules in baseball and remember that I'm now supporting you on this ridiculous unwritten rule. So when I hit your guy in the neck, you're not uh, upset about it, okay? <laughs> you know. 'Cause he oh, yeah. loves to throw it, guys. You oh know? yeah. Yeah.
0: It was just funny because I uh he because Bremer goes, you know, they're they're walking a rise to get to Donaldson and Donaldson gets in the box and you could see the sawdust just coming off that barrel he was gripping. So what the hard.
1: hell is wrong with him at third base? He's kicking it all over the place. The
0: one the first play I thought, what the hell is going on here? The second one was pretty tough and yeah, especially but, but it
1: was wet. But he's kicking ground balls yeah, too. Yeah, he he's is. not. He's make not making good throws. He doesn't charge the ball well. I don't know if he used to, but he, he
0: maybe he's doesn't. been told. Don't you got to protect that calf? We can't have you, you know, getting <laughs> hurt again.
1: <laughs> well, hey, he's been playing. Um, yeah. he's not in there today, but he's uh, he's been he's been playing. So you know.
0: So you're saying if they win today. And maybe take the two in Anaheim, that it, that they're back, it's happening. Is that what you're thinking?
1: I think Phil still's got some leftover T-shirts from <laughs> 2011, right? 2011. 2011. 2011. Got back to 44 and 49. So my son, uh, Chris, Mr. Baseball, texted me and said, you know, they have the same record as the 81 team. That's when all the, you know, or 82 team. Okay. The First year in the Dome. Okay. That's when they... Traded Smalley, Weininger, Corbett, and they traded four guys right early in the year. Okay. And they brought in Bruno. And, and so they had all the young guys that ended up winning the World Series. But that team was, he said, they have the same record, but then that team lost 27 out of 31. <laughs> wow. I was, they, so I looked it up. April 30th, they had a two game winning streak and they were 9 and 13. And the next two game winning streak was June 23rd and 24th oh. and they before that red hot two game winning streak they were 16 and 54. They went from they went from oh. they went from 9 and 13 to 16 and and that's when Gaetti the great Gaetti had. He said one day in the clubhouse he says, he's reading a paper written in some town. He says, we got to change our name to the Hapless Twins. He said, every town we go to, the if it's a, the advanced thing, the, the, the story saying we're in town says the Hapless Twins. <laughs> he said, we should change our name to the Hapless Twins.
0: Rename Minneapolis Hapless, yeah. <laughs>
1: Hapl- yeah, Happilapolis or something like that. The Hapless Twins. But I was with him. When they won the two in a row and it was uh it was like it was like winning games six and seven. They were, you know, they at were. At the a, dome. <laughs> they were a bunch of satirical, goofy. Guys. They were in Chicago for one of them, and then Toronto, I think. Okay. Were, hey, we're, we got her going now.
0: But baby. when you were watching that, and it's probably difficult to say, but could you at least see signs? Oh,
1: yeah, oh hell yes! It's completely different than this. Okay. I mean, you could see the few you, you knew Gaietti was a player. And you knew Herbeck was a player. And Puck wasn't there yet. But you knew there was some players here. Uh, I don't. Gagney wasn't there. Well, the Gangney got there, but I don't think they put him in shortstop. See, so right.
0: wasn't Gagney part of the Smalley trade? Yeah, but I think he went to the miners. I, I didn't.
1: I think he went to the miners. Okay, yeah. but you didn't. You know, you didn't. You. But you knew you had something. Yeah. Well, you if you've
0: know? got three quarters of your infield yeah. set, then yeah, you should yeah, be good.
1: But uh, but it was. <laughs> they ended up actually. They won sixty. So I think they went forty four and forty eight or something like that wow. after after that after being sixteen and fifty four they lost hundred and two they were sixty and hundred and two
0: and then they they had a decent was it eighty three season they were okay or was they it eighty four rd that year too oh you know, they got that's RD right rd in
1: the smalley trade rd in the the four years the rd era I'll could stay. you
0: imagine him pitching in the in the twitter era
1: oh god it'd be terrible it'd be terrible poor rd. Uh, <laughs> I I would have given anything to have been on the bus leaving the Anaheim ballpark, heading to the airport for the red eye when R.D. got traded and Puck was running up and down the the uh, aisle singing Jimmy Crack Corn, which was R.T.'s theme song when he came in. Puck was running up and down the aisle, leading the whole bus in Jimmy Crack Corn. They were so damn happy he was gone. They couldn't. They couldn't stand it.
0: What they end up <laughs> they getting for
1: like, nobody disliked him as a guy, but he he just broke their hearts so damn often. I don't know. I can't remember who, who they traded. They just basically gave him one. And I,
0: I was too young to be at the Dome yeah. back then, but I'd love to be to hear the 8,000 screaming fans yelling at him when he'd come into the game.
1: It was 80. It had to be the spring of 85. Twins were in Orlando. This is as hard as I've laughed in my entire life. Tony and R.D., Tony's in it. This is this little tiny clubhouse, the size of this right here wow. for, for a major league team. Wow. You're right on top of each other. And I'm talking to R.D., always good-natured, you know. He's, <laughs> yeah, I blew another yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> and he's telling me, he said, I said, you know, this is her. How was your winter? Blah, blah. He said, pretty good. He said, except. Tony's aunt tried to hit me with her cane. I said, what? <laughs> so then I, get, then I get Tony over there. Oh. Then I get Tony over there. And they were on. They were in South Dakota. On that caravan. On the deal. caravan. Yeah, sure. And Tony and R.D. and a couple other guys. This might have been 84. I don't know when he might not. And Tony makes him, you know, Gordette's aunt is like the biggest Twins fan in the world right so tony makes him make this 80 mile detour to go see her right (laughs) yeah and she's kind of sitting it's a it's a she's sitting in a porch you know but not a not you know like inside a, a a kind of a porch and Tony's, and she's thrilled as hell. And Tony says, this is whoever it is, whoever it was, one guy. And this is, you know, one of the, somebody, one of the broadcasters or something. And this is Ron Davis. And she gets this horror, <laughs> horrific, he gets this horrific look on her face and the way he race, raises her cane. She's going to hit him. <laughs> And RD's joining and telling the story, you know. That's what. And we were just. I mean, I was crying. (laughs) I'd have. I'd love to try to find that piece. I wrote a piece on it. It was, uh,
0: you know. All right. So I got the full trade details here. Uh, The Yankees sent Gagne and Paul Boris to the Twins for Smalley. Oh yeah. And then the Twins, August thirteenth of nineteen eighty six. Uh, the Twins traded him and Dwayne Coleman to the Chicago Cubs for Julius McDougal, Ray Fonteno, and George Frazier.
1: Oh, Georgie! Georgie was in the bullpen for the '87 team. Oh, what? That's right, he was. Yeah, Georgie. He lost. Uh, he lost two of those World Series games. I think in St. Louis. Uh, in in uh, I think he was the loser We have to look it up. He was the losing pitcher in a couple of those games. I uh, think.
0: I'm going to guess that I TK didn't him. go back to him then.
1: I, uh, I He was a good guy, too. I remember saying, hey, I looked it up because of, there was some guy from the White Sox, the Black Sox of 19 when they threw in the World Series mm-hmm. in 1919 or whatever it was. And I says, you're the first relief pitcher to lose two games in the World Series who wasn't trying. <laughs> <laughs> How was that comment yeah.
0: received, Patrick? <laughs>
1: He was a good guy, though. Uh, that was the great thing about the White Sox when they won. Yeah, in two thousand five, five, right? You know, nobody in Chicago had won a World Series since nineteen eighty. Wow, the White Sox. Nobody in Chicago in nineteen nineteen they 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 threw yeah, it right. You know, and of course the lead is always the Chicago White Sox, who have. Who have thrown a World Series more recently than they won one? You know, because it was you know they were that was like the last time they played in it. I think when they th- they had not even no 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 they lost to the Dodgers in uh, 59, 59, they lost in the Dodgers now, the Dodger team that couldn't hit but ran and stole twenty. Was
0: Larusa managing that club no, too? No, he wasn't. He wasn't. <laughs> that
1: had to be. I wonder if that was personable Eddie Stanky. What a surly son of a gun he was! But uh,
0: I can already tell the kind of guy he was by the nickname you've given that per, that player or, or coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew exactly what you were going to say. He's, Boy, he was a grouchy old man. Oh God, he was
1: bad. He came in and I think he came in to manage Texas, and he lasted one day, and he and he quit at Met Stadium. Wow! He came in; they hired him. You know, Eddie Stanky wants to, wanted to get back in it. And he got in the clubhouse and he decided he couldn't stand the modern player and he quit. I'd have to look it up, but it was at Met Stadium, I believe, Wow, it occurred.
0: One game, that's yeah, a pretty yeah. good assessment of your yeah. squad.
1: Well, you know, when Mock got his job in 60 with the, you know, he was going to manage the Millers again and they'd won the Junior World Series in 59 or 58 or something. And he was a real success. He was a Red Sox AAA manager here, and he'd been in Minneapolis a couple, three years, I think. And the Phillies manager, Eddie Sawyer, quit on opening day. <laughs> <laughs> they went out, they'd been bad. They went, it'd been bad. They went out and got their ass kicked on opening day, and he quit. <laughs> And they called up... One and game and he the, was done. And the guy that was running, John Quinn, knew Mock from somewhere and called him up and Mock was like... They hired Mock before the... I think before the Miller season even started. He lasted I, one game. You're
0: reminding me of a great town ball story. Uh, and this was from a friend, so I'm getting this secondhand, yeah. but he's very trustworthy. and I'm not going to name the team because I don't want anybody to get in trouble. This was maybe 10... Maybe, maybe 10, 11 years ago. Something like that. And... Uh, a guy on this team in the uh, northern air, north of the twin cities okay. we'll say he says say i uh, i met this guy at work that that plays baseball and they said well wow can not you know invite him to practice in march or whatever yeah. And they saw him and He's like, "Oh, you can hit a little." And they were a little light on numbers, so they, yeah. so they signed him because he, he wasn't from the state. Mm-hmm. Um, but he met a girl and moved to the area or whatever. But he so, could play a little bit. He could hit how a little did bit. They get him eligible because uh, he, he was living in the within the 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 okay. area requirement for for and nobody t- had a contract with him. No, because he j- he had just moved here. Okay. And so there, I can't remember if it was their first game or their second game. It was very early. It's so the guy I went went to college with and got to know him a little bit and at their it might have been their first home game Um, none of the guys really knew him that well he was kind of quiet and all of a sudden he was in one of the outfield spots and a squad car (laughs) (laughs) rolled in and he took off man jumped the fence and took (laughs) off running (laughs) And they said, "Well, thanks for everything, bud." <laughs> left his bag, left his everything, his equipment. Probably left his car keys.
1: That's uh, that's the wonder of town ball, oh, right there. Yeah. I
0: remember him telling me that story, and I was dying laughing. And they they were they were kind of one of those sad, you know, ran teams and whatever. He said, "Well, if that's going to happen, it was going to happen to us." Yes.
1: <laughs> what What? Uh too bad about Trout, huh? Two months without Manny. I saw that. He was having a phenomenal year. I've kind of lost in the shuffle. Somehow, they got the phenomenon of baseball, Otani. Right. They got the best player in baseball, Trout, and they still stink. And
0: Rendon. And, they have Rendon. Rendon
1: he, he hadn't played all year, but he, oh. pretty much he's been hurt most of the year. I but, did
0: not know that. Yeah,
1: he's been hurt most of the year. But plus, you know, as bad as they needed, I love Rendon. You know, he's the guy with... That when I was watching that World Series, oh, that if great. I was the other team, he's the guy I don't want up to the plate, right? No. Because he's fantastic, him and Soto. Soto but but uh, they Otani's like, this is incredible. I know. This is incredible. The best and, part of that. And they, these guys are way under They They shouldn't have spent the money on Rendon. They should have spent it on pitching.
0: Yeah. But, but the best part of that Nationals run was they did that the year after. Harper left for the Phillies. That yes. was my—I was cheering like hell for those guys to win the World Series yeah. that year.
1: And you know, the other thing about baseball is when you like when you sign Harper, and the the Phillies brought him in, and that whole town was going nuts, and you know,
0: and hey, we got Harper, and we're gonna—the
1: Phillies will draw three million this year, and then if he doesn't hit. The First two weeks is, ah, you know, they have, you know, I mean, there's too, there's too many games. Oh, I know. To, to keep the myth going. You yes. know what I'm saying? Unless
0: he's going to hit yeah, if know, he's 400. Yeah, if he's going to hit for fine. two months. Yeah. But what
1: I'm saying is, it's, you know, you know, football, you go out and sign a quarterback and you're not going to turn on him for four or five weeks, right? But in baseball, it could be, yeah, let's get you. I thought he was, you know, and, and the modern fan is so. Immediately, you know, they want an immediate gratification. Is doesn't accept the idea that even the best hitters don't hit for two weeks. No, you know, sometimes, you know, Rodney would hit 150 for two weeks.
0: But they say, why can't he do this <laughs> yeah, every why, night? Yeah,
1: he's like Joe. Why do? Why, why doesn't he do that? <laughs> That's what he's saying about Snow right now. Why yeah. doesn't he do that every night? What the hell's going on here? That would be 480 home runs, Joe. That's why. But uh anyway. <laughs> It's uh, uh, you know it is a fascinating uh, a game because here's the reasons. In addition to one sixty two, it is I, I keep saying this. The thing about these guys are they got to get they got to get better five times. Mm-hmm. It's the only sport yep. where you got to get better five times. You know I don't understand how a guy. Who has a having a hard time catching up to Class A pitching Mm -hmm. will five years later be mashing the ball in the big leagues. But there's there's something about adjusting, I guess, to the adjusting your eyes, adjusting your reflexes to hit at a higher level. But it's a it's a the talent it takes to hit. It's the hardest thing in sports. I don't care what anybody says. It. Not physically, but as a art. Mm-hmm. It's the hardest thing to do in sports. No question. And uh, and how you keep getting better and better and better. And, you know, okay, and it's now just that a- you've conquered Elizabethan. go face better guys and then better guys and then better guys and then better guys. So, anyway, it's still, we, uh, how long did that game take last night, by the way? It had to be four, didn't it?
0: It was close, because I was flipping back and forth between the Wild game.
1: Was it always 0-0 zero, zero when you flip back? Well, I'm getting very tired of flipping to the Wild <laughs> games and seeing 0-0. Zero, zero.
0: Well, here's what's funny, is when they score, when the Wild scored first, yeah, all right, we're doing this, and then here come the Four, Knights. 14 seconds later. And right. you knew they're in trouble now, because the momentum was all on. I, but but I, look at the, I mean, I don't
1: know much about the Knights, but... I look at that roster. I don't say, "Ooh, they got him." You know, I mean, it's, uh, they have
0: Flurry, the goalie. They do. He's damn good. Still, well,
1: the, our, guy's, our guy won the first game, and Flurry won the second game. So,
0: right, right.
1: I got. I think I told Judd this this morning. We should have a height limit on goalies. They could only be six feet, <laughs> and they got to go back to wearing the same pads Gump wore. They take up too much of the net. <laughs> They get hit with the puck too often. Right. We got to make it possible to score.
0: Or how about stand further away from the net?
1: Yeah, yeah. How about that?
0: Put the goalie circle out here instead of back here. You can't go
1: back into the, do something. (laughs) Do something. God almighty. As I once told Tom Reed 35 years ago when he was doing the gopher hockey, and I was up covering a series in Duluth, and they went in like, This was back when they settled them. It must have been a playoff game because it was like two overtimes. And he was so hard up for guests, he's got me. And he says, what would you do to improve hockey? I said, I had one idea. I'd melt the ice and put two baskets down at each end. (laughs) And he, uh, that was he thought it was funny, but I'm not sure his audience did. He that said, "Well,
0: ju- Patrick, thank you for I, so I'm much not your sure time. whatever the outlet was
1: back then, Midwest Sports Channel or somebody like that. So <laughs> anyway, all righty. Well, uh, what else? Uh, what's uh, your guy Jake? Did he make it successfully to a High Point? Do as far know? as I
0: know, I, I, I think he made it because I have not heard o- uh, otherwise. Kathy
1: Viola, I wrote the thing on Jake. That yep, got in the online. And then Kathy Viola tweeted it out, that welcome to the Rockers, Jake. Nice. Kathy Franks is his pitching coach. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and uh, I'm just wondering about the, if indeed the guy's on the team, I'm wondering about the attitude that Logan Morrison's going to bring oh, to the Rockers God. since he was PO'd that he was making only six million when he was playing for the uh, playing for the Twins that year. Lance Lynn has done a, as, for the failed signees of eighteen, was it? Yes, eighteen. The failed signees of eighteen. Lynn's done a little better than uh, Logan Morrison and did.
0: made a little bit more money too. Yes, yeah. yeah.
1: Logan made his six, and then that was his last hit. But he's on that team. You know, some of them can't give it up, right? I mean, I mean, for a pitcher, why give it up?
0: Yeah, because if you could hit ninety, someone's going to yeah, give you a chance.
1: You know, if you could get to St. Paul, you're gonna, oh, you're getting if you in to get St. Paul. You're going to be over there sometime, right? You know.
0: Although we cut cut loose. What's his name today? Derek, saw, uh,
1: yeah, guy couldn't get a break <laughs> or an out <laughs> or an out. <laughs> Luke Farrell is now the latest. Uh, he was a pretty good pitcher, but I did four love the
0: uh, the build up to the debut for the kid last night, and then I saw those first couple innings. I Wowzers. think
1: Bailey uh, he throws. It said 93 on a couple on the board, Did it? Okay. but it doesn't look, look like a very good breaking ball.
0: Because the Jeez. fighting Carver Bulldogs were <laughs> taking the field last night, so I didn't get a chance to I, – I, I could see the updates on my phone, but I didn't get to listen to the game until about Six 8 o'clock. Six
1: foot nine, and he sits at about 90, and then the breaking ball's not too. But here's the other thing. You know, his strikeout totals in the minors are huge. Yep. But he had about five pitches – that are strikes in the minor leagues. You know that they give you the benefit, They give you the. You know they give you the pitch. Yep. You're facing big league hitters. You're not getting those
0: pitches. No, no, you know? no, no.
1: I've I've seen. I mean, and it's not just now. It's always been that. I remember Eddie Gardado was the phenom of Nashville as a starter, and I went. I saw that team because I was supposed to be the future. Cordova was there, and all these guys. And Eddie would throw the ball, eight inches off the outside corner, and they call a strike. He got up here, and he's not Maddox, right? Right. So he he'd throw it two inches on the corner, and they call it a ball, and <laughs> and he had to adjust, you know. <laughs> and that's what this kid too. But I think he's going to have to become a six foot nine side armor with a big sweeping and breaking and ball, and, and you know, kind of kind of go that. He's route. six nine. Holy he's crap! Six nine. Yeah. Wow. He, and he's, uh, you know, he's. Yeah, there wasn't much there. There wasn't much. there. I didn't just
0: the highlights I saw alone. It didn't look very good. No, no.
1: But what the hell? We uh, Pineda. They put Pineda on the DL. He had some cyst removed or something. Really? Yeah.
0: Is he just another one of those guys? He's just something's always going to come up during the year.
1: I guess so because he. You know, he's never pitched bad for the Twins as in a. Outside of
0: when he's been suspended, but yeah. yeah.
1: No, but that's what I'm saying. When he's available, he's been. He's been pretty good, yeah. Pretty consistent, but he's, you know, he's not not available. (laughs) That's not too often, though, that you can give somebody a start for Pineda, who's taller. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. He's one of the biggest human beings I've ever seen. So, (laughs) anyway. All right, let's do this again next week. This is the Ricey and Reavers broadcast. What's the... uh, What's uh, what's the Lakers' uh, schedule this weekend? This
0: is our first twofer, for Patrick. Uh, we go Friday night at Shakopee, and then mm. Sunday afternoon at Montgomery. The Fighting Mallards on Sunday.
1: All right, and uh, so uh, the uh, the your ace. Uh your ace right-hander is now in High Point, North Carolina, but that's okay. Yeah, well, maybe he'll be. No, we don't want him back. We want him in the big leagues. No, want uh, him you'll like. You'll don't want love him this. Back for the this State
0: is another tournament. great town ball story. We went through the. He went through the whole dugout to say, "Hey, thanks for having me," and we all, of course, said, "Good luck." And then uh, one of the guys he went to high school with. He's in our shamble, and the Arshambles, shambles, mm. Patrick, are noted for their bullish honesty. Mm. And profanity. Yeah. <laughs> and his, so Archie. Arch was the last one, and he says, I'm not wishing you bleeping good luck. I want your ass back here tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, players, huh? yeah. okay. Well, they've been buddies, you know, since is they were are, in kindergarten your, or whatever. But yeah, that was pretty good.
1: He's not related to the uh, Russ Archambault. No, no I don't I,
0: think so. Okay. I do not All think right.
1: so. All right. Russ, who ended up indirectly getting our guy Clem exposed. Yes, he did. Having, you know, Somebody write papers for the – for a, which is now, like, everybody's writing papers for them. Well, that's all you guys do? Put did? the banners back up. That's right. Put them back up. All right. We'll see you Check out EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and online at EcoFunMotorsports.com. And tell Tim that that old bicycler Patrick Racy sent you. This is Reavers once
0: again for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, and Josh has a very basic question for you. Do you know what you own? You see, Mr. Money Talk's clients, and that's Josh Arnold, by the way, they always know what they own. He has found out that most people that he meets with every single day, they have no idea. Josh has seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds, and there are real instances of people that are paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that these bonds currently Currently yield. Josh begs of you, know what you own. You see, trust is often overused and it's even harder to find. Take it from me that you can trust Josh. Give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation with absolutely zero obligation. Call him at 952-925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608 for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold.
1: This is Patrick Gracie with the Canopy Group. What does dedication, perseverance, resilience, and accomplishment best describe today? The Canopy Group believes it's the graduating classes of 2021. What we are most proud of for these graduates is their ability to overcome challenges in their pursuit of future opportunities. True to their perseverance and resiliency, these students are finding new ways to celebrate their milestones and their success on this journey. It puts a smile on all of our faces as we drive through communities and see dozens and thousands and hundreds of yard signs. It, uh, it is amazing that what these graduating students have gone through, and they deserve the spotlight for they are Minnesota's future. Please join the Canopy Group in honoring your friends, relatives, and neighbors who represent the graduating classes of 2021.